0: This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast.
1: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Wednesday, November 11th, 2020. And of course, we're all anxious. We continue to be anxious because we still don't have a resolution on the election. But I think we need to start calming down because we certainly have great news on the coronavirus with Pfizer's uh, uh, vaccine coming out very shortly. it would be out before the end of the month, I believe. And it's 90% effective. So that's a very good sign, I think. And I think that's a reason for optimism, really. Optimism, even though I know i watch i know what's going on the count is rising and covid cases are rising and you know there's it's not good worldwide by the way but i just think a year from now we'll look back and say yeah covid was a bad thing but we're on top of it now it's going to be in a rearview mirror i think it's going to happen pretty fast so i know you're anxious about things pandemic elections all that stuff but the this too shall pass Okay. But the market is already looking forward. You notice it's doing pretty darn well. It's already looking forward past these things. And everybody knows or everybody, both sides of the aisle, Republican, Democrat, want a, another stimulus package, you know, for, to fight this coronavirus thing. But so it's going to happen. It's just about how, how much, how much is it going to be? How big is it going to be? I'm sure they'll come to agreement at some point. I mean within the next month or two or three it will it'll be passed. Um but one thing I can say for sure you have to be prepared for the continuing volatility. It's not it's not horrendous volatility but the the level of our volatility is much higher than it was let's say a year ago before covid our volatility was very low. So I still think we're going to be dealing with it. But I do see it coming to an end. I see an end to it at some point. Not too distant future. So, I'm C Peasley, and today in this program and podcast, I'm going to do my best, as I do every day when I do the show. Remember, Justin and I trade off. But when I do the show, I want to I give you the best answers I can. I'm sure Justin does, too. Unbiased answers to your financial and investment questions. So, besides volatility, there's all kinds of things we need to know. A number to call into the show, it's 888-99-CHART. We're live Monday through Friday, 4 to 5, and I'm live right now. So how would the market do today? Well, it was mixed. The Dow was down 23. The NASDAQ was up 232, and the S P up 27. That's kind of a reversal because the Dow was leading uh, for several days where the, the NASDAQ was suffering. So it changed today. Not sure why. No really news as to why um before today we were seeing a pretty good indicator of a changeover from growth stocks to value stocks now this put a little dent in that movement we'll see how it goes tomorrow and the next day and next week and so on but i just pointing that out so i'm going to take your calls let's go ahead take our first caller uh emilio in san francisco how you doing emilio? <laughs> How are you, Steve? Nice to uh, hear from you. I'm good. Thank you for the call.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I had a chance to call uh, sneaking away from work. <laughs> so uh, That's you know, okay. I wanted to ask about Intel. Uh-huh. Cause, uh, I okay, do you want to buy Apple, it? Sell it? Apple as a customer.
1: Yeah, they have a couple little problems facing them. Um. Intel, everybody, INTC, Manufacturing Microprocessor Chipsets. If you don't know that, you're you're not on planet Earth. Uh, they're the largest, $189 billion in size. So they're, prob- they're hitting a the speed bump. So the question is, do you buy this stock because now it's a good price? Or is this a something that's going to be systemic for a long time with Intel? I mean, they're going to make $4.89 this year, a little bit more than last year. $4 at 54 cents next year, so a little bit less next year. And it's a $46 stock. So we're talking about a 10 PE or so. The average is 8 to 15, so it never has a really high PE. And it doesn't pay a great dividend, 2.8%. Return equity is very high at 29%. So do you buy it at this low price? I think you would not harm yourself by buying it at this price. I think it will probably go higher. I do. I think this was the low it made uh, about a week ago. It matched the low it made in uh, in March. Problem with Intel is there's not a lot of catalyst to get it up higher. Where is the growth going to come from? Where is the you know, the spark? And that might be long term coming, and therefore you might be putting this putting dead money into this stock. The stock is always averaged in the mid 50s, and here's in the mid 40s. Or, or higher, mid 50s or higher. That's its average. So it's undervalued. But, Emilio, it's up to you. What do you think? You got to roll the dice if you want to take a shot at it. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And you can pretend that winter is not just around the corner, but you'll have to face reality pretty soon. The good news, though, the holiday season will also be here soon. I mean, we're talking a couple, three weeks here, and we got Thanksgiving. In the meantime, we can all probably do a better job of managing risk by balance on our assets and, and portfolios. And that job requires information. Hopefully, you, that's why you're calling the show. That's why you listen. So let's talk about it. Our, your participation is always important to us. 888-99-CHART.
2: This is InvestTalk. Please tell your friends and family members that they can download our weekday podcast for free anytime at investtalk.com or iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And when you download and listen, please be sure to rate our podcasts. Our Anytime listener line is open and Steve and Justin are taking your calls now. 888-99-CHART. Hello, Steve, Justin. This is Duncan from new york thank you for taking my phone call i am a big fan of your podcast and i just got started with it my quick question is it was uh by pfizer a vaccine development news that just came out and some of my stocks that are stay-at-home stocks plummeted about 15 20 about peloton and zoom do you suggest to get rid of it now, or try to wait a little bit more, since there's going to be more and more good news about these vaccines soon coming out? Thank you very much. Bye. I,
1: I, if it was a play on uh, COVID happening, and you made you know you made a good run on it, I'd, I'd exit them now. Uh, the market is going to turn on you, um, and there's really not a lot of reason to hold on to those kinds of plays. And everybody, he, what he did is he, he bought stocks that he thought would work because COVID's making everybody stay at home. Peloton is indoor uh, equipment selling, and they did really well. I mean, they sold a lot of equipment. So now I'm thinking you got to reverse that. What Now you buy stocks that are going to do well with uh, COVID going away. I think that you do that now. You know, you don't wait. I, I just don't think you do because – Remember, all those investors are looking forward. We, you know, that we if 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 this vaccine comes out, which I'm pretty sure it's gonna, and it's effective like they said it was, I'm pretty sure it is, then it's going to be a game changer for COVID issues, COVID type stocks. You know, the stocks that got killed because of COVID will probably start recovering. You're Already seeing it, by the way, it's already happening, but I think it's going to continue. My focus point today concerns a story which provides warning for landlords. Rental fraud has jumped due to the COVID-19 crisis. According to the credit bureau, TransUnion, since the pandemic began, the frequency of actual fraud incidents incidents for a multifamily rental industry has jumped by nearly 50%, 50%. So that would be coming up. Okay, I have other things I want to talk about. I also want to talk about... Some financial advice. Uh, how and then how do you how do you know when it's time to move to a retirement community? How do you know? What's the, what's some of the things you should look for in yourself? I'm Not trying to tell you what to look for in others. In yourself, how do you know? And teaching your child to invest because schools don't do it. So those are the things we're going to talk about today. But of course, you come first, and that's of course time permitting on those issues. So let's keep things moving. Here comes a voice bank question on deposit from the Invest Talk listener in South Carolina.
0: Hi, guys. This is Josh from South Carolina. Uh, love your show. I was calling to get you guys' opinion on a stock symbol CX at Simex Corporation. I originally bought this thing as a play for infrastructure rebuilding. They manufacture cement based out of mexico i do believe i'm up about 50 percent in this thing since i bought it um, i want to get you guys on take where this thing might be heading thanks for your show everything you do look forward to hearing your answer on the podcast
1: this is a uh, mexican stock uh, one of the largest cement makers in the world mexican manufacturer cement ready mix concrete aggregate related materials uh it's an 18 billion dollar company pays a 2.2% dividend it's been around a long time. Uh they're going to make their their earnings have always been erratic and he's in your right it's always connected to you know the construction industry of some way or form and uh it is now at a 52 week high. I think you hold on to it. It's at $4.51 going to make 24 cents next year which means that it's not a cheap PE but I think you're going to see earnings accelerate. I even, you know, if you double, if you you said you made a 50 profit, it wouldn't hurt to cut back a little bit. But I do think I'd keep it. I, I think it's going higher. I really do. Eight 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 ninety nine chart eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. Everybody, um, okay. Let's talk about rental fraud. What's happening is more and more people are filling out those rental agreements. We're uh, using false information. False information. The percentage of so-called fraud triggers detected by transusion increased 30% from March to August. So it's a COVID thing. Okay? What COVID has done is accelerated the rental industry's adoption of technologies in the digital environment to become contractless. In other words, you don't know, meet the people. You do everything online. So that that produces fraud. That is not in and of itself, but it makes it easier to produce fraud. Why would it be such a big deal? Because these fraudsters get you to rent them your apartment and then they stay in the apartment for a couple of months and three months until you force them out and they don't pay rent during that time. California is really bad because you can't get somebody out that doesn't pay rent. Oh, they can fight. You can give them a 30 days notice to quit. And if they can do, all they do is say, well, I have no place else to go, and you have to take them to court. Thirty days later, you get them out, and after about ninety days, you can get them out. They can stay in your apartment very easy, not paying anything for some time. So, it's a ripoff for you know for the for the the landowners, the apartment owners, or the condo owners, or whatever it is, because they you know with they when this fraud happens, they they get stuck. <laughs> You know, it can't, you can't demand, like, three months advance. You can't. Not in California. I don't know about your state wherever you are. But you get a clean deposit and one month up, one month up front. But then they can stay there three months. They have one month up front, then you can't get them out of there for four months. already paid a month. That's the problem with the fraudsters. So you got to be really, really careful doing this electronic application things. It's just... Just another way, you know, crooks try to get away with stuff. That's all that is. On the next, talk a story that concerns mortgage demand from home buyers. It has dropped to the lowest level in six months. Loan amounts have hit new highs due to skyrocketing home prices, and apparently low rates are no longer offsetting these hefty costs. That story is going to be tomorrow, everybody. For now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions live, 888-99-CHART.
2: The fourth quarter is moving fast. There's an autumn chill in the air and uncertainty in the markets. So you've got finance and investment questions for Steve and Justin. And the phone lines never close. Call Talk. 888-99-CHART.
1: Okay, you know, I love to get your live calls first, and I always take those over the recorded calls. So let's take this now from Brian from Dublin, California, asking about ticker symbol IP, International Paper. Brian.
0: Hi, Steve. I just wanted to
2: thank you and uh, Justin for all the great info that you give us. Um, My question is on IP. Um, Mm -hmm. If this is a good company to own, and uh, when do you think would be a good entry point for this
1: uh, company? Okay, International Paper is one of those big blue chip, boring kind of stocks. It's a nineteen billion dollar company stock. Manufactures printing, writing papers, market pulp, packaging products, and container boards. So, th- one of the things they do pretty darn well. Come in, you know, when a, a, a getting out of a recession. You know, they come, they do very well. They're one of the first movers and they have, if you notice, they're making a new 52 week high. They're higher than they were at the before COVID. They fell down to $26 during the COVID crisis and now they're $48. They don't have a lot of room for the upside at this point. They're probably going to go in the mid fifties. That's about where it would probably stop. Um, because the valuation is just not there, but they will, they, you know, are, They will recover, and they will probably do pretty well. But uh, as far as the stock price movement, it's not going to go much higher. But it pays a 4.2% dividend. This dividend is super safe because cash flow is $7.84 a share. So they're very safe. That dividend is solid. You don't have to worry about that. That's probably about a 20% payout ratio, which is really safe. So, you know, if you buy it for a small upside potential, but you're really buying it for that dividend, I think that's a better way to look at it. IP, thanks for the call, Brian. appreciate that. IP is a symbol, everybody. Um, How about some financial advice? I'll just give you some overall financial advice. I I just think that sometimes we get crazy with what's going on. We don't sit back and say, well, what, what should I be doing? First of all, you need to have an emergency savings account, emergency fund, okay? And this is not invested in stocks. This is just money you have available in case there's an emergency. Well, how much? Well, there's usually a three to six month uh, savings, three to six months of your costs, monthly costs as savings. So if you're paying 5000 a month, you should have 15 grand or so. Now, many people don't have that, but it's something that you should have, okay? And I would suggest that you set yourself up a budget. You don't have to be anal about the budget. You know, you can have a, just a general budget. This is about how much I spend for, you know, food. This is how much I have for entertainment. This is how much I put aside for clothing. You know, this is how much I put aside for, you know, shelter, just an idea where your money's going. Most people don't have a clue. You got to set yourself up some kind of budget. Set priorities with that budget. If you're invested, just stay invested. Don't try to time the market. You're not going to be able to do that. Timing the market doesn't work. And be diversified. Don't have all your money in one or two or three stocks. Don't do that. You can do that with Funds, if they're in index funds, but you can't do that with individual stocks. Highly, highly risky. High risk. Don't do it. And those are just some general suggestions out there. You know, don't, you know, you're not going to get rich quick in the stock market. If you think you are, you should not be investing in the stock market. Go to Vegas. Put your money on, uh, you know, in roulette on a number. That's get rich quick scheme, which means you'll lose all your money. Same thing in the stock market. you try trying to think you're going to try to get rich quick, you'll lose all your money. But you can get rich. You can. Okay, let's go ahead and take another call. Here's one a call that came in earlier.
3: Hi, Steve and Justin. This is Natalie from Redlands, California. I love your show. I was just wondering if you could take a look at the stock ticker NIO. Let me know what you think about the company and what a good entry point would be. Thanks again.
1: Okay. NIO, if I remember right, that's the Chinese, uh, electric car company. Uh, come on. Oh, come on. NIO. Okay. Yeah. NIO Inc., uh, headquarters in China. Chinese manufacturer sells electric vehicles and parts as well as provides battery charging services. So I think everybody thinks this is going to be like, uh, Tesla, right? I mean, that, isn't that what, isn't that what you're thinking is? Oh, I didn't. I missed Tesla, so maybe I can get into this one, and it's possible. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it has already risen quite fast. I mean, the stock was two dollars and fifty cents back in March. Today it's forty three dollars and eight cents. It's an IPO back in uh, September two thousand eighteen. Remember, it's a Chinese stock. They're they're going. They haven't made money, and that it's the same path that Tesla took peso didn't make money forever and ever and ever and ever. Okay? Um, so you're just worried about sales growth. Well, the most recent quarter is up 140%. Quarter before that was down 20%. Quarter before that down 18%. These are sales. So the most recent quarter is skyrocketing. And of course, the stock has already that built that price in. Okay? No, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy it here. For the average investor who is working hard to achieve financial freedom over a long period of time and using strategies that build wealth step by step, it can sometimes be fun to contemplate what super wealth might look like. So as we go to break and to lighten the mood a little bit, here's my trivia question. Knowing that Europe's richest man added $7 billion to his wealth in just one day this week, thanks to a positive COVID-19 vaccine news, how wealthy is a person who... And how wealthy is this person and who is he? That's at the break, after the break. 888 chart
3: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI
2: What a difference a year makes. You've got finance and investment questions, and Steve Peasley is here now taking your calls live. Investar, 888-99-CHART.
1: Okay, I asked a terrific question before the break. So, knowing the Euro- that Europe's richest man added seven billion to his wealth in just one day this week, thanks to positive COVID-19 vaccine news, How wealthy is this person, and who is he? So, here's the answer. Luxury King Bernard Arnold is Europe's richest man, and he has taken the title of world's second richest person after a recent surge in the share price of his company, LVMH. LVMH owns luxury brands such as Louis Vuitton, Christian Dior, Boet, and Chandon. Bloomberg uh, Business Now reports that, for the first time, there are five people in the world with over $100 billion in wealth. Here they are, by the way. Amazon's Jeff Bezos. Bernard Allnett, $137 billion. Jeff Bezos, is $184 billion. Bill Gates, formerly number two, is now third. He only has a poultry $119 billion tied for fourth place is Mike, Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk with each about $103 billion. What do you do with all that money? I mean, you have all that money. The only thing I can think you can do with it, it's give it away. What are you going to do with it? Why, you know, I know Bill Gates has given his away, but he's still getting he still has lots of shares of Microsoft. So I know, you know, that's the only thing you can do with that kind of money. So, the rest of us are just mere mortals. If I had that kind of money, I would be setting up foundations and giving it away. You know, I can't take it with you. Okay, let's go take a live call. Let's take, talk to Saeed in Oakland. He wants to talk about Apple. Said,
0: Hi, how you doing? Uh, I'm looking at Apple's computer. Uh, it's like a, around 119 today. Uh, you think it's still a good buy or, or I missed it? Uh you think it's a room to grow up? Well, 119.
1: uh uh, apple computer is one of those stocks i think you you buy it i think you buy it and you own it i i don't think you if you're going to own a a, a stock apple is a good one to own is it expensive yes um but it's not astronomically expensive but it is a a two trillion dollar company i mean bigger than most countries in the world just this one stock um so they're they're gonna grow it. Their earnings twenty one percent this year, another eight percent next year. Sales are growing between one and ten percent a year. It's hard not to be, want to be an owner of Apple. Will it ever come down? Yeah, it probably will, but come down from what height? I don't know that. Now it was one hundred thirty five or so. Now it's one hundred nineteen. So it's been moving kind of sideways for a couple three months. Uh, I don't think – I think this is where you buy it. You know, that's what I do. I do, Saeed. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Okay, how do you know when to move into a retirement community? Think about that. You're getting older, like me. You're getting older. When do you know that it's time to get out of your house? No one wants to get out of their house. But you're kind of probably a force at a certain age, unless you have, you know, maybe you have uh, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, Bernard Allman's kind of money. Then you don't have to worry about it, right? You can, you have servants. You hire people to take care of you. you may Fix your meals, clean the house, fix the house up, whatever. Right? You got 10 houses anyway, so whatever it is. But if you're a regular schmo like me, when do I know that? I got two stories here. and Up and down stairs is one of the things. You have trouble getting up and down stairs. You know it's probably getting time. Maybe you can't upkeep the house. Maybe you, just get, you can't keep it up anymore. Outside or inside. Maybe you need help cooking, cleaning, do all this stuff, and you can't afford it. That's when you know maybe it's time to move into a retirement commute. Those are some of the signals that you just got to pay attention to. You know, just happens. It happens. Life happens, everybody. And that's one of the things. Now, I'm hoping to have enough money set aside that I can have people help me. I don't know what the, how much money that needed necessarily, but I'm trying to figure that out and how much that will cost so I can stay in my house as long as possible. I mean, I want to be able to have freedom of movement. Maybe I'll use uh, Lyft and Uber's. To get around, that kind of thing, you know, just, but, you know, there's a time when you just got to give up the ghost. See, I we I don't have any children. I have lots of nieces and nephews, so I can't rely on them, but you can't rely on them anyways. Rely on yourself. Rely on yourself. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. As you know, we get caller questions from around the world. This one came in from the Netherlands. 888-99-CHART.
3: Hello, this is
2: Jauke from the Netherlands. I started investing in stocks about a month ago,
0: and I'm still learning how to get better at it. So that's why I'm listening to a podcast. Now I have read that for beginners, it would be better to invest in index trackers of the
1: stocks and bonds markets. So I invested half of my two ETFs for the long term.
3: With the other half of the money, I'm swing trading, actively buying and selling individual stocks. Is that a good way to invest, or should I focus on only one of these strategies?
1: Thanks, and goodbye. Swing trading is very difficult. Day trading is almost impossible. Uh, so there will be successors, successful people at it, but most of the time, you'll lose your money. I would suggest you not swing trade, especially if you're new. Uh, you don't have enough knowledge. Swing trade means you buy stocks for a few weeks, month or two, and you're just trying to catch momentum. That's what you're trying to do. Uh, but my my history, my my experience is that it does not work for most people. It's too difficult. Buy good, solid companies that make money and just hold on to them. Or buy the ETFs at your suggestion. That will work too. That's how you're going to make money. Don't think you're going to get rich quick. You're not. It doesn't happen. Now You know, people are going to call me up and say, well, I did this. I made this much money. I saw an article where a guy made, you know, double, triple, quadruple his money in a week. Yeah, that does happen, but not to you and me. That's like winning the lottery. doesn't happen to you and me, the normal people, okay? It happens to those people out there somewhere. But you and I, we're stuck with the hard work of just making money the old-fashioned way and investing in good, solid companies and growing your money that way. Eventually, you want the money to make money for you instead of you having to work for it. But that takes time and effort and knowledge. Don't try to, don't try to shortcut that. It doesn't work. Now, we said a pretty good pace, so let's go straight to InvestDoc Voice Bank for a call from
2: California.
3: Hi, Stephen Justin. This is James here, living in California. want to thank you both for a great show. learned a lot from you both. My question today is about gold um see the great news about the vaccine and hopefully we'll be through this pandemic soon but gold has definitely taken a hit um do we still see there going to be more stimulus which is going to weaken the dollar and so this is just temporary and a buying opportunity for gold or do you see gold continue to weaken um over the future look forward to hearing the answer on the show thanks bye-bye
1: Okay, gold, the price of gold is tied here in the United States to the price of the dollar, right? Is a dollar strengthening and weakening. The dollar has been weakening for a long time because of all the money we're spending, and we're going to spend another few trillion dollars in the hole with the next stimulus package. That's probably going to weaken the dollar, giving gold at least one more run up. So I think gold right now is in an opportunity zone because it's been going sideways for a while it's been on the weak side going down to sideways down and I think that it's just developing an opportunity for you to buy it for the next leg up i mean it's done very well this year so far uh, up until about august and then then it started to turn sideways and down on us so is there one more leg up i do think so Remember, gold moves on the weakness of dollar, moves on fear, moves on inflation, you know, moves on war, moves up in those situations. So I think we have inflation coming, none yet, but if we turn around this economy, the world economy, and we start to, uh, and we're still continuing printing money, that will probably spark inflation. And the Fed has said if they do get inflation, they're going to let it, run a while, let it run up a while. They're going to let it do that. Okay? You're listening to Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. And I encourage you to explore the financial investment information we have posted on our website. That's at investtalk.com. You can learn more about the various investment strategies and opportunities we offer at KPP Financial. For example, we have the Equity Income Plus program. We have like five programs, by the way. It's a dividend investment with a little boost. We buy high dividend paying stocks and we sell options on it. Covered call usually, covered call options. So it's a good way to develop lots of income and meanwhile try to take advantage of capital appreciation of the stocks we buy. So if you're serious about achieving financial freedom and you'll want to reach out to me and Justin, I think you will, me and Justin Klein at KPP Financial in Irvine, California. Learn more right now at investtalk.com investtalk.com two t's in there no no uh, uh, no space investtalk.com is our website and now i'm taking your questions live 888 99 chart
2: this is investtalk made possible by KPP Financial, where each Friday subscribers to the KPP Premium Newsletter receive a concise and highly informative summary of the week's financial and investment news sent directly to their inbox. It really does give you a week that was roundup in a quick read. It also offers a look ahead and various process and term explanations that will be interesting to every investor. So you should be thinking about subscribing. You'll get targeted value formatted for fast consumption when you become a KPP premium new subscriber at investtalk.com. The InvestTalk Radio One Podcast continues now. The phone lines are open. Call with your questions. 888-99-CHART.
1: 888 992 4278. Let's talk to Mike in Laguna Niguel. Uh, Mike, are right up the street from me. How are you doing? Laguna Niguel, California. Mike.
2: Doing well. Doing well. Hey, uh, my question is about Raytheon. That's RTX. Uh, I was yes. looking to purchase, and uh, it made a nice run the last week here. So I'm wondering if it uh, got too high of a price on it now. I'm um, wondering if you uh, maybe would pick a spot where you might want to purchase it
1: okay raytheon technologies everybody it provides aerospace and defense systems and services for commercial military and government customers so of course uh they're doing quite well because government has been spending a lot of money on this kind of um military stuff right i mean the trump was a big on military spending so they've done quite well they're going to make 298 this year and 353 next year but they did make 5 and $6 last year, years upon years. So these two years has been not nearly as strong this year and next year because of COVID and because of the money spent on commercial airlines, commercial systems. So, but sales have really done quite well. So I don't think you're too late. I think this will rally back up into the high 80s. Right now it's at 65. So I don't think it's too late in this. Um, I, I, you know, it was down a little bit today. Uh I, I might pull back into the low 60s. It's mid-60s now, and I think that's a buying opportunity. Like, I really do. I like it. Good, solid company. Pays a 2.9% dividend. So one of the drawbacks is, you know, with the if-if, if there's a change in the presidency which looks to be like there will be um will a biden presidency spend less money on defense probably but i still think this stock is worth worth uh worth investing 88899 chart everybody 8889924278 okay teaching your child to invest Should you do that? I think you should, because the schools don't do it. About one-third of the states require any financial class at all. One-third of the states, so most states don't teach it at all. So how do you do? What should you teach them? How 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 do you go about it? Well, it's pretty simple, really. You can start pretty young. I remember my parents, even though they knew nothing about money, did start us off. We had an allowance at one point. And I think you gotta teach the difference between savings and investing. You know, a certain age, you know, when they're young, you save, you have a savings account, you put money away and you're saving for your own college or whatever you wanna do for your child. But investing is something entirely different than savings. So you kind of start teaching them at a certain age the difference between the two. And then you teach them to set goals for themselves. Okay, set goals. You want to buy that new uh, video console? You want them to buy a new bicycle or whatever it is these these days that kids want. Set up a goal. Maybe help them with that goal. Say, said, okay, every dollar you save, I'll match it a dollar. Okay, and then you—that's that, an investment. You know, or a savings goal. Investing—you talk about risk versus reward. You know, you might lose money, but you might make a lot more money too. Because savings is vastly different than investing. Uh, and how, how do you get them started? You can get them, I, I like to get young kids started in something that they're interested in. Maybe they like gaming, right? Well, there's companies who are, you can invest for those gamings They can actually make more money if the gamings are popular and they make more money, their stock goes up. Teach them what a stock really is. Ownership of a company. You are a part owner of that company. Those kinds of things. I think you should do it early, personally speaking. Do it early. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasling. We have one goal here, that to help you achieve financial freedom. And I think you need to teach your children the same thing. Teach them to achieve financial freedom. And our work continues after the break, so get your questions in now. Eight 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 ninety nine 99 chart Your objective is to
2: work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck, because Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call
1: 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're gonna grab another voice bank question, but first let me remind you that it is easy to discover your risk tolerance. We talked about off and on. But all you have to do is just go to InvestTalk.com and search for the free riskalized quiz. It's it has a few questions, it gives you a risk score. We it's sent to us automatically, and I respond to it. So you, it really is something that you should really understand. How much risk are you comfortable taking? Okay, so let's go to the the voicemail. Hey
3: Stephen Justin. This is Kate in Austin. I am calling about Palomar Holdings, um, they took a pretty big hit after missing their Q3 earnings per share. I'm wondering what your take is on whether this is a good buy now. It seems like it was external with some big storms, but from what I can see, the financials look pretty good. curious on your take and whether it'd be a good entry point now. Thanks so much.
1: Well, the financials are tough. Uh, Polymer Holdings uh, provides specialty property, personal and commercial specialty TV. Pro- oh, it's an insurance product. And it's an insurance company. It's fairly new. That's one of the problems you'll run into. It's March uh, ni- 2019. It came out as an IPO. Okay, so it's not that old of a company. And it's a specialty company. So in other words, they write unusual lines of insurance. Like they will write stuff like hurricane insurance. They don't, in other words, they don't write the automobile and homeowners. That's not, they, they don't do those things. They do things that are unusual. Their sales have been going very strong. It's a $2.2 billion company, so it's a mid-cap size. Mid-cap is small. But their sales have been increasing 48 to 70% quarter after quarter or more for the last year and a half or so. They're going to make $2.47 next year, but it's an $87 stock, $86.92. So that's expensive for a boring insurance company. So um, it's overvalued. That's your problem. Uh, sales is nice. It's growing fast, but earnings are not growing as fast as that. So I I, I think that if you own it, uh, you could hold it for the long term, but if it breaks below like eighty. dollars Oh, $84, I think I'd give up. If breaks below 80 I would definitely give up. But it it's too expensive. It's probably going to pull back into the 60s where it's a more reasonable price. So that's the problem. Good company, though. It's nothing wrong with it. It's not been around long enough to really tell. Uh, it doesn't pay a dividend. Good return on equity, very good return on equity, 24%. But, you know, it's got those other issues. It's just overpriced. PLMR is the symbol, everybody. Alamar Holdings Company. Okay, things people waste money on. This is this is you'd be amazed how much people spend on these kinds of things. First one that comes to my mind is cigarettes. Why? Excuse me. Excuse me. Why would you want to spend money on cigarettes? I know it's a bad habit that you picked up. But it, it's 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 a habit that kills you, <laughs> you know. It's, there's nothing good about it, and you're wasting money. Those stupid things are expensive. Okay, less something that's less uh, less uh, uh, painful for you to quit, like quit smoking. How about LED lights? Why should you buy non-LED lights? I, I, For instance, I have lots of lights in my house, right? In the ceiling. Every time I replace one of the old ones with an LED light, and for now years, I still, you know, I haven't had, it's been years, and I haven't had an LED light that's gone out. They're more expensive, but they last forever. So why wouldn't you buy, don't just, you know, just don't buy any more <laughs> regular lights. Okay, how about, unused online subscriptions. How about all those subscriptions you really don't remember you have, except it's on your credit card and they just bill you automatically? Huh? How about credit card debt? The interest you pay on credit card debt, that is foolish, foolish. You don't have to pay it. And one more thing, expensive coffee. I like, uh, I don't like coffee, but I know a lot of people like coffee. I like the smell, but why buy? You, you know, you can brew it yourself much cheaper than going to buy the Starbucks or someplace else like that. Anyway, buy your own, buy your own little uh, creamers and, and flavorings. <laughs> Those are just my opinion. Okay, <laughs> I'm Steve Feeds. This Completes another show, everybody. Of Invest Talk, uh, I will be back Friday and I'll give you some excerpts from the KPP Premium Newsletter. In the meantime, please tell your friends and family members about us. We have a bunch of shows archived at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, InvestTalk.com. You can download it from all those places. So spread the word, I really appreciate that. Independent thinking, shared success, this is InvestTalk.
0: Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered and offered to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.